Welcome. It's not Friday, it's Monday, but it is the wrap up and we are back after a few weeks off. It's great to have you here if you're watching on the live. It's awesome to have you here if you're watching, listening on any kind of recording. Yes, two dads sorting out the world, having a laugh and taking the piss. Welcome to the wrap up. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Glenn, welcome back. Hey, welcome back to the land of Podding. How's things been? It's been forever. I know. Who'd have thought that coming out of lockdown was harder than going into lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, probably true, is it? Sit on your ass at home and do nothing versus it, it, try to get your life back together. It, it's a basic law of physics, basically. Things in motion tend to stay at motion. Things at rest tend to stay at rest. So basically, we're just all living our um, Newtonian dreams. Oh, I'll have to ask you another day, what does that bloody mean? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sitting on my ass a lot, I'm going to stay sitting on my ass. If I'm busy, then I'm going to stay busy. Basically, that's all it means. Oh, okay. And like some kind of law of physics pushing something that was previously not moving, uh, it takes a little while to get things going again. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All about uh, uh, was it uh, conservation of energy or some shit like that. I don't know. It's far, far too late, Johnny. And I've this- had too many things blow up in my house for me to be thinking about anything other than the next steps. Yes. It's also why I did single combined science, which was like how to wire a plug and uh, how the eye works. <laughs> I could bloody do with that right now. I've, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. In the last, in the last week, um, so my, my kid, my boy's light switch has stopped working. I've tried to replace that and the light switch ain't working. My kitchen light's just blown. Some, um, uh, one of my toilets is, is a bit plugged, uh, plugged up and it just doesn't drain properly, which is the one the kids keep fucking shitting in constantly. It's like, look, there's a toilet that works. Shit in that one. And then my, my, um, uh, the, I came home from being out and about for a, a day or two and my, my kitchen ceiling's got this big water stain on it and like it was dripping a bit from my bath, but the bath wasn't on and now it's topped and dried up. So it's a mystery. Johnny, mate, I just need someone who's done their, their, their basic engineering to come around and fix my house. It's not basic engineering. It's a B-Tech general, uh, builders. <laughs> <laughs> foundation btech foundation year where you get to do a bit well, of i don't need i don't need foundations those are under the house those are sorted but next door has been pouring shit into their foundation they're building an extension and i'm sitting here in my room and all i can see all day at the side of my eyes i a bastard um builder bum cracks constantly um and then screaming and shouting about stuff so uh yeah foundations i've had enough of oh well, listen, we are back. It is episode 41 of the wrap-up, which is actually something like episode 80-something of the Team Superdad podcast. Uh, Team Superdad, we are a community, an awesome community of men, of dads, uh, creating our best lives ever, uh, living the life we want to live and not the life we feel stuck in. And we do that through mentoring, through our coaching. We work on focus, fitness, finances, family and fun. And really, whatever your challenge is, wherever you want goals and breakthroughs, that's what it's all about. And the podcast, we do a serious one in the week and we do a silly one. Silly. That, that, that undermines our great work, really, doesn't it, Glenn? Uh, we do it a does more indeed. lighthearted one. Used to be on a Friday to wrap up the week. But uh, as Glenn and I tried to manage our diaries, it became evident to us that Monday nights was far better. Plus, we get to find out what we've been doing at the weekend rather than waiting a week to find out how our weekends were. And what a weekend it just was as well, because for those who uh, may not be in the UK, we had UK Father's Day going on, which is, I'd, I'd like to think it was the biggest day of a dad's year. It never is. It's always a little bit shit, but um, it's meant to be the pinnacle. Unlike the, the Mother's Day, where they get pandered and pampered from noon, morning till nighttime and chocolates and breakfast in bed and all this sort of shit. Dads, you get a card about being old, bald, and fat. And if you're lucky, you get to do something by yourself for a little bit. Do something by yourself. <laughs> yeah. My, my gift my gift to you, Dad, is not to be around you. Like, thanks. That's kind of defeats the purpose. You do realise that, kids. 
No, I think there's been a watershed, Glenn. I, I've got, we're going to talk about this. I think there's been a watershed around uh, dads, around men, around Father's Day. Uh, basically, if you are watching, then thanks for joining us here. Oh, we've got a comment. Uh, this is um, David Bain has kind of jumped in. Da-da, dad coach, long time no see. Thank you, David. Good to have you on board. Uh, anyone can do that. You can comment in on the uh, on the stream that you're watching couple of the Facebook ones. I think it's my personal account. I don't get to see them, but uh, just dump it in the comments and we'll do our best to, to bring you into the conversation. Uh, if you go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook, then that will make that even easier. We can see your lovely name come up in lights. Uh, David Bain, he's, a, he's, he's, he's on LinkedIn, right? He's got He's on episode kind of one million or something, something like that. He's been doing live streams and podcasts uh, pretty much ever since you could. Testimony to what happens if you get started at the beginning of something rather than uh, wait a couple of years slash 10. Yeah, so share away. If you're watching this, please bring others into the conversation, other men, other dads, other family, friends, whoever you want to bring in and uh, help spread the word because the more people we share this with and the more people we can bring into the team superdad community first and foremost the free group which if you go to teamsuperdad.com forward slash group then you can come in you'll get on the power list you'll get invites to stuff uh tomorrow's training session we have got uh daniel latto we're talking about wealth creation for everyday dads Everyday dads, busy dads, dads, wealth creation for dads. Wealth creation, but let's let's define wealth because some days, you know, 20 quid in my pocket and I feel like a lord. When you put on a pair of shorts because the sun's out, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, maybe that's just, uh, I don't know, mate. That's that, I hope that's just our sheer basic appreciation of cash there, Glenn. Uh, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. We, we, we know the value of a pound coin, don't we? Yeah. That our kids won't know. We talked about this the other day about digital money and stuff. That, that that joy of finding a tenner in in uh, in your pocket will be lost on on our children. <laughs> yeah, you kind of find then a credit card and uh, hoping that how much is on the prepay and uh, realizing it's probably about twenty p. And you can't really just take a thousand prepaid credit cards around. It doesn't have the, quite the same cachet, does it? Do you know what? If I emptied out, I've got a drawer. Uh, here, here we go. Here's an example. What's, the, what's this here? About? Here's here's a mix. Right, for all the people on the podcast, sorry. Here's a mix. I've got what cards. the holy fuck is that? Is that some sort of businessman's Pokemon? Cards and store cards here, right? Um, including some some travel ones, which have probably got random ten euros on. And then here, in a nod to the past, is business cards from some face to face networking events. Look at that! It's like a it's like a bloody ration book from the First World War. It's like. <laughs> It's mad in it. I'm just having a look. Approximately 80% of gift cards are spent on year uh, within a year, which means 20% of those gift cards never get spent at all. Um, but someone did actually give, I went, I, I went to a live in-person networking event last week, an actual face to face in a room in some swanky, uh, private members club in, uh, in Whitehall. Um, and it was amazing just being around people. Um, and just having food that I didn't cook being served and wine and after dinner speakers and that sort of shit. And then at the end of it, people giving out business cards. Uh, well, actually, it was, <laughs> there was a clear divide. There was um, the uh, I, shall, I shall take myself as a middle aged man. There were those who are older than me giving out business cards. And there were me and the people younger who were basically just bringing up the, the uh, LinkedIn app and using the little QR code at the top and just zapping each other's QR codes to connect on LinkedIn a lot more easily. It was amazing to see these people just thinking, how, how, what are you doing? What, what is this thing? Um, and then uh, bemoaning the fact they've been carrying around business cards all these years. Oh, yeah. It was like Doctor Who 1950s meets Star Trek 19. 19- mm-hmm. Meets next generation means. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a talk on uh, the ethics of AI and uh, robotic processing, um, and uh, yeah, there was a whole whole world on on the singularity, and it was perfect timing because um, on the on the Monday I was I remembered that on the Wednesday I was doing a, a talk um, at something called Digital Leaders, which was on uh, uh, exponential exponential evolution in the digital world, 
um, which I thought of the title of the, I thought the title sounded quite cool. I knew fuck all about what I was going to say and then spent Monday researching it. And then Tuesday night went to this speech and this professor who's like a world-class professor just gave me loads of information. And he was like, he did his speech and he was like, yeah. And then you talk about this and then this and that. And I just, and then Wednesday morning, I was frantically rewriting my entire presentation to try and make, like, make sure I could put some actual content into it. It was amazing timing. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> this is giving me flashbacks of doing talks and preparing slide decks and stuff. How, <laughs> long, did you prepare, how long did you spend preparing this thing for? A uh, couple of hours. Yeah, I, I, I normally um, I, I, I do the trick and I don't know if anyone if anyone else is watching this and you, you do presentations have as little content on it as possible, but just have some nice images and a few notes that you can talk to that way that I've actually got on genuinely on Google drive. I've got a, a slide deck of 10 images, these like random abstracty type images. Now I know what comes after which, and my, my skill then is to remember the order. So whatever the fuck, I'm, if someone says, Oh, have you prepared your presentation slides? I can blank them and just say, yeah 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 here they are don't worry they're a bit weird that will make sense as i talk and then just rely on the fact that i can make up like if there's a one of them's a picture of an elephant um so about two thirds of the way through it's an elephant picture and at some point i'll say something like oh and of course so we've been talking about um about this and of course the elephant in the room is yada 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 and just making sure that i can just refer back to it in some way shape or form it's a great trick to have up your sleeve have a random slide deck just sitting on your google drive somewhere I love that because in a nod to uh, having confidence while giving presentations, that is exactly what it's all about. The person on the stage, generally speaking, unless you're unlucky, you, you should know more about the subject that you're talking about than most of the people in the room. So if you mm -hmm. say confidence, then no one's going to question you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's how I've built a career. <laughs> good, good, Glenn. Well, I love that. We didn't, we didn't plan on... Uh, Glenn Osco's uh, presentation skills tutorial. One hundred and one. Yeah, but um, we, we can we can offer that as part of the Team Super Dad Network. Uh, hit Johnny up for pricing. Yeah, training session coming up <laughs> on that. Although it will be short and sweet. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be really in depth and detailed, and I've got a fantastic slide deck. I'll take you through. Yeah, a little meditation. Yeah, ten minute meditation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, let's 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 to give a nod to Father's Day, seeing as we've ju we've just done that. Uh, what did what did you get? Did you have your kids? Was it your kid weekend this weekend? Did, did you get them even if it wasn't your weekend? Uh, it was my weekend, which is nice. Um, but uh, it was uh, frustratingly, it was also uh, my daughter's birthday. So the Sunday, the Saturday, we were spending uh, with my my family. It was my dad's wife's sixtieth birthday party. And so from about midday, got around there, and I, I left the car at home. So I, could, I I knew I was going to have a few beers. And then we found ourselves up until about, you know, um, one o'clock in the morning. Literally, we played cards against humanity and we were s literally singing and dancing and stuff like that. It was, it was a magical night. Singing. Knowing then. Back to sing and dance because you're probably at London as you like. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, was, it was old school. It really was. Uh, exactly. But then knowing, knowing there was, there was going to be pain in the morning because we had to be up. Um, it was both Father's Day for me, but also my daughter's 11th birthday. So I had to be up. She, we, we were kind of racing to see who would get up first. She heard my alarm go off, woke up, ran downstairs and made me a cup of tea. So when I came down, um, I had a cup of tea waiting for me to give me my father's day card. And then we spent an hour just kind of snuggling on a sofa, watching telly. Um, then when her brothers and sisters woke up, we could open her presents and make it all about her. And that was lovely. That, so I got a little bit of a morning with them, but then I lost them for the afternoon, which is sad for me. And normally I'd be like, you know, not, not in a, bad place but really unhappy about it but because we split 50 50 it yep. was for half the day with me half the day with their mum um and I'll, I'll ask a question of you actually and get your advice in a moment but um, i actually booked out the afternoon and went playing golf with my dad and my brother so that was absolutely lovely um so that kept me occupied for the rest of the day well and you your nod to father's day with uh with your brother yeah, exactly. Yeah, I spent it with my brother and my old man and, uh, yeah, playing golf. Best round of golf I've ever played, which was only comparative because I'm really, really rubbish. But I, I play golf like I dance enthusiastically. <laughs> How about with, yourself? Did, did you have I'm much of a fault? <laughs> what was that? I'm with glow sticks. <laughs> glow sticks and sequins. <laughs> How about you? How was your Father's Day? Uh, my Father's Day was great. We went down to Brighton the week before. My dad doesn't do Father's Day, so we mm -hmm. were 
kind of create these uh, unofficial, non-denomination uh, uh, celebratory uh, days where he gets, where I get to tell him I love him and appreciate him, but we don't mention Father's Day. <laughs> and then it wasn't going to be my weekend glenn and i both are uh separated co-parenting single dads whatever you want to call us um we have we have dads of all kinds in team super dad yes dads in relationships dads in unhappy relationships and happy dads in, <laughs> that are separated mm-hmm. um so yeah glenn and i fall into that final into that third bucket bucket number three and so yeah i wasn't going to have the kids and I was okay with that. I was okay with that. Uh, I, sh- I sense like Sir Mix a lot. There might be a big butt in here. A big butt. I love big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> um, no, no. Well, they, uh, they, it was her weekend. So she said about, um, uh, what, what about Father's Day? And she says, uh, I was like, well, it's your weekend. Let's just keep it simple. I'll just do Father's Day on a different weekend. Mm-hmm. T- to be honest, that's how I feel about that. And when you, and when you, Picking battles, and, and couple people in relationships do this as well. They try and make it into this big thing, and it's like, well, yeah, but what about me? What about me? Mm-hmm. And, and so you end up having a big old ding dong about something as as simple as well, let's just do it the week after, or let's just do it the mm-hmm. week before. But the kids, and this is this was the cool thing about it. The kids were really excited, and the kids wanted to make something of it. So they were going down to her folks because they hadn't seen them for a year with covid and whatever uh, outlook on it that, 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 that different members of her family had so they were having this father's day thing anyway that got cancelled so she then said oh they're they're we're not going to that do you want to have them i said well i'll speak to them about it so they were super stoked and they came on the saturday afternoon and went mm-hmm. back on on the sunday morning nice so, so we went out for dinner which was brilliant life hack by the way don't go out on mother's day or father's day because there's or, or or even valentine's day right <laughs> and absolutely stiffing you on the prices go out the night before the place was kind of empty although that could yeah. have been you know covid i don't know um and it's bloody great we had dinner um uh, used the old tesco club car points so instead mm-hmm. of it being eight instead of it being 80 quid 80 quid Instead of it being 80 quid, it was a, a fistful of Tesco club card points and 15 quid plus a tip. So That's could, not bad at all, is it? Yeah. Well, just get all your petrol from Tesco's and then twice a year you get to go out <laughs> for dinner. Oh, my petrol I've only filled up twice this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's not going to work, is it? Well, <laughs> your friend who lives 30-minute drive away, I'm, I'm – plowing through the petrol these days mate i'm i'm working on it i am absolutely well I, I, whatever the distance you know just <laughs> wherever you live ladies hook me up <laughs> oh, yeah i quite fancy you but i really want the tesco club card points <laughs> <laughs> so i no i was just saying i woke up got a presents got the got the thing they made me breakfast in bed um and i think there was some kind of frustration some sort of tension building between the kids because uh, my daughter kind of had some sort of low level meltdown during the morning and I couldn't work out. I've been trying to piece together what it was all about. And I think, I think he was playing Xbox when she wanted to breakfast in bed and that pushed the whole thing back. So I was sat in bed waiting and she said, I couldn't come downstairs until they brought it up. And I think right. he was playing Xbox and I think that pissed her off. So then two hours later when we were in the park, and she had a complete meltdown. I and I've put I like like Hercule Poirot. I think I've worked it all back to that. <laughs> and I will bring this up with her on Wednesday when I when I see her. But um, yeah, of course. And then they went back to their mums, and that was fine. It was all all, all arranged. But I think they were a bit they were a bit uh, discombobulated about that. They, they happily go between the two. But um, I you know it's, sometimes you don't notice it all the time, but sometimes the kids can go a little bit wobbly uh, about a handover. So yeah, usually, usually when it's a breaking routine, that works worst. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, so Father's Day. By the way, I'll, I'll uh, uh, pick you up on a point. I'm pretty sure it's Father's Day all around the world. Really? Normally, we don't coordinate this sort of shit outside of Christmas and whatever the days are that uh, that we don't want to remember. That's what I'm saying. Like International like, Sausage Day or something. <laughs> That's Which incidentally is a great holiday and I'm absolutely here for it. <laughs> Very different in certain countries and communities. The, the, uh, 
I think there was a big groundswell, a shift around Father's Day this this year. Yeah. Uh, my kids' school, bearing in mind I'm on the PTA, I run the PTA, right? So we generally do a Mother's Day thing. And I, I, I'm a little bit to blame because we've never done a Father's Day fundraiser. So mm-hmm. this year, um, having organised kind of three or so fundraisers in the last how many years uh, for Mother's Day, they the head teacher said, oh, well, um, uh, Johnny, you've got to go now um, because we're talking about the Father's Day fundraiser. <laughs> and so they, they chucked me out of the out of the, the, the Zoom meeting because I, I was the only, only only dad in there. Although John does help out on the PTA as well, and uh, and they did a fundraiser for for dads for Father's Day, which was brilliant. Nice, that is nice. Yeah, we my kids. Um, I mean, I knew I was scared months ago when I paid for it. Um, but uh, they each designed me a coaster. Um, because because like with the mums, they always give like flowers and chocolates and stuff like that, and they was like, well, what do you do for dads? Um, and I, personally, I bloody love flowers. I think they're great. But they decided, yeah. So every kid designed a coaster, and then it came as part of a card, all all made up and stuff, which yeah, is really really sweet. I thought, epic. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I got a mug, two mugs with the, nice. with the designs on it, so it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I think uh, I got you know a, a guy reached out to me this this week. Uh, but actually, we got we got connected by a really cool lady, uh, and uh, I know called Penny Power and and uh, that's a great name I know, penny and thomas power that's cool. a strong name yeah you, you you don't you're not a worse if you've got a name like that yeah 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 and actually she's penny power obe so uh, see it's see it basically yeah. nominative determinism yeah so they hooked me up with this this guy who's worked part of a, a group of dads who put together this thing called man dad a man dad the dad media company or the men's mm-hmm. media company not the first men's dad's media company i've met dad lasol dan flanagan uh member of the group he's got his group dad lasol so not the first dad media group and then dan was in it was interviewed as part of an article in the guardian where they were talking about the the rise of of dad groups uh dad mm-hmm. all during the pandemic and there were some really cool stats in there about dads and how they feel more connected to their kids and how they uh they feel more confident about asking for uh flexi time and how um uh, paternity leave for men is now being in a lot of i say a lot of companies but people like john lewis and these you know the normal sorts of guys Mm. make these early mover uh what they call early moves whatever yeah first moves um yeah they've they've i'm going to bring up the article now here they um they were just saying like how much the subject or the importance of, of fatherhood and of, 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 of dads and, um, in, in doing, like I say, during, during lockdown, 78% of dads spent more time with their children. 59% did more housework and 65% reported a better relationship with their child or children after the spring of lockdown. Um, Fathers are much more involved and much more positive about being fathers and have the time and technology to connect with other parents and dads, particularly said mm-hmm. Adrian Burgess. Uh, so it's like, obviously that I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm going to bang, bang that drum big time for, mm-hmm. with my team super dad hat on. But just, I, I feel like these kind of things has shifted with just little stuff like schools acknowledging Father's Day as much as they do Mother's Day. Um... It's, it's getting there. I think it's, uh, let's be let's be honest, men have got it better in just about every single way. And this is one of the few areas where we lag behind. Um, but being a dad is, is a bloody big thing. And it's an important thing for us to actually fight for. It's one of the few areas where we can legitimately say, you know what, we've, we get a bit of a raw deal on this. Um, and I think it's it's early stages and it's getting there. We've got a long, long way to go. And p- partly it's also about us as men stepping up and being better dads. Um, we've got that responsibility to do. But then once we are doing that, actually getting acknowledged for it and celebrated for it as well. I think there's there's a lot more that we can be doing. I know. There's you and me have joked about iron your own bloody shirts, right? Or you know the other versions versions of that. So 59% of men reported to doing more housework. And it was like... <laughs> Oh well, they can report whatever they fucking want, but are they? It's very hard to sit there for six months and watch it, watch it miss. And, yeah, and more just means going from none to something. You know, that's, that's a very vague description. 
I'd put my cup in the dishwasher. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'll put my cup near the dishwasher anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we do joke, but that is that is uh, an important thing for, well, modern modern dads. And that this is this is the thing is you've got modern dads who are mm. kind of doing all that stuff and feeling unappreciated. And then the other, let's say it's called them traditional dads, <laughs> still doing fuck all and, and probably pissed off that we're all doing stuff. They're like, I hate you. Do you know how hard you lot are making it for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're proving I can have a job and actually be an active parent. I mean, what the fuck? We yeah. spent generations putting this in into sort of the mythical territory. I'm livid. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and just to just to name check something else, right? Um, this guy's got another group. It's called Fathers Football, and and he's been running for about five years. He's got thousands of people in it now where is it where is it where is it but um yeah so he, so just like that book that i co-authored and was telling you about recently being fine um mm-hmm. 19 uh different men talking about their their challenges with mental health um uh, this this book dad uh from just uh, that's it just just dad it's called dad yeah and it's the group is called uh, the music football and fatherhood group and uh, it sounds really cool. So 20, 20 dads, all from the perspective, so talking about fatherhood from their perspective. And we've got miscarriages, widowhood, stillbirths, co-parenting, childbirth, work-life mm-hmm. dads at work, um, gay dads, stay-at-home dads, surrogacy, black fatherhood, dual heritage. Like, I'm that gonna, is quite the description, quite the list there. Well, no, there's, there's 20, 20 stories. So you can imagine, they, I guess they got one, one of each, basically. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get that book and uh, uh, interesting to read that. So I was just, it was just exciting to see a very different flavor to all the father, father stuff coming out. And across social media was, uh, was, was different. It was, it was new. It was, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was like a complete transformation. And I'm not even saying it should be. My dad, I was talking to my dad about it. And he goes, because my dad never never starts or stops a sentence that hasn't got a swear word in, right? So <laughs> he goes, "Fuck off!" Uh, he goes, "You were a quick shag." I know that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "That's about as much effort as I put in, I think." Uh, <laughs> and he's joking. He's, he's joking, like you know, flipping neck. My mum has had cancer for how many years, and he took us motorbiking and go-karting most most weekends to get us out of the house so she could sleep in and you know, stuff like that and we had a cleaner and things but you know my dad uh probably more traditional than than uh, as maverick as traditional but but yeah <laughs> you were a good shagger i remember that <laughs> so glenn on to the other subjects of my list with you uh, it's not just a list that's a compendium you got there this know, is what I, happens when you miss a week or two isn't it i know well have you seen gogglebox glenn see no i have not only have i seen it i've been on it but only in terms of the <laughs> tv i've not been sitting on the sofa sharing my opinions um but it's very weird watching people talking about watching you very, very weird. But yeah, I have seen it and I do bloody love it. It's one of, one of those things where if an alien came down or someone from some random uh, island in the Pacific and you were trying to explain to them, no, no, we watch TV and on TV we watch other people watching TV. Like, <laughs> how, how is this level of inception entertainment? But it's brilliant. It's compulsive viewing. Yeah, it's like putting a mag- putting a free magazine in with another magazine. Yeah, it's mental. Right. I both, yeah. It shouldn't work, but it does so, so well. What about it? What's what's caught your interest? Well, they've cranked it up. They've now cranked it up. They've they've just made people drunk goggle box. Not only are they turning random Joe publics who've been on goggle box into celebrities, Mm -hmm. but they've now reverse engineered it and they now have celebrities. They're already celebrities, obviously. Very famous people, very famous C Less Perceptor. Um now they're sat there doing it. Oh, this is genius. I bet the marketing exec who came up with that, they took an early lunch that day, didn't they? So, uh, so I, I don't watch, I must have professed. I'm not, I'm not like I've got goggle box on series link, but we, but the, the, the girlfriend and I did watch it the other night and it was mm-hmm. Eamon Holmes. And Ruth. Was, uh, his, his wife, they, she's, mm-hmm. they do TV together and they're married. I found out. Yeah. Uh, uh, some other people's on there. Uh, um, Big Breakfast, Blondie, 
um, hot in the nineties. Oh, Denise Van Outen. Denise Van Outen. I would not have spotted her in a lineup of blonde Denise Van Outen lookalikes. <laughs> not, not, not aware that it was her. Melanie C. Mel C. What, like the Spice Girl? Yeah, Sporty Spice. Blimey. And her brother, curiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the the B slash C less celebrity had some random with them who obviously wasn't that. All right, okay. Uh, and what, what, what if you the other person was? So say you're like a dynasty and, and like all the members of your family are famous, sort of. What if you're the Kardashians? You, they're they're oh, going to be all I, sitting around telly, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Eamon Holmes, clearly his wife is equally. Eamon and Ruth, yeah, yeah. Um, then someone had their fella on. Oh no, Denise Van Outen's fella. He was such a cheeky chappy Essex geezer. He had to be some kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Basically. Okay. It, it was just, it was just a celebrity list, celebrity goggle box. Um, it's just, it just blew my mind. And, oh, and I'll tell you what the kicker was. Here's the kicker, right? I don't think they were at their home. What? The celebs? No, no, I think it was a mock-up because at one point they discussed a section of TV, of breakfast TV news. Mm-hmm. But then having processed this thought, I've realised that I must be an idiot because as if all those people that were ever on our Gogglebox were sat watching TV at the same time, watching the same thing. No, so, like they, they they send it out in advance. So um, I, I remember the, the TV show that I aired on last, um, it's a Channel 4 one, um, and I know they got sent the print of that a day or two early so they could film it. Um, then they could edit it down and then basically broadcast it immediately after our show. So, yeah, they, they watch it beforehand, mate. They're, they're not watching it live. No, but th- that's how that, – this is like the moment when I found out that stand-up comedians – like they've practiced it and they do the same show night after night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What, what a sheltered little world you live in. You thought they was just going on stage and making new shit up every night. <laughs> I just thought they were really, really funny <laughs> on stage and they would just buzz off the crowd and, and uh, you know, and do a show. Yeah. I, 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 it was only cause I'd not thought about it. I just hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unknown known. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Ronan and Martin Kemp. There you go. There's two. Oh, famous. yeah, yeah. They're both they're both famous. Yeah. So it's it's cheesy and cringe, but also brilliant crap TV. So, uh, oh, um, the the uh, oh, and a good like like all TV programs these days, a very good even spread of genders, races, disabled, well, uh, fully able, like mm. <laughs> the whole mix. It's like, do not miss anyone out. Like. <laughs> Have we covered everybody here? Have we got, have we got everybody? Um, which is a positive, but it also I, I think just as we find ourselves in this, in this time where we're moving from like all blokes and then all blokes and some women, as long as they're fit. Now we're getting some old people and some young mm-hmm. people. Oh, we're definitely got to get a, lots of mixed race, but and some black people and some old and some TV that represents our communities. You know, all these communities are paying for it. Let's, let's make sure they're represented in there. But can you imagine if you put a, even just a TV, like set of TV programs from a few years ago against what it is now? I mean, it was only mm-hmm. last year they chucked a load of women on Talksport. Yeah, very true. I remember. Yeah, the sort of um, uh, was it World Cup twenty eighteen in the Russia? That was the first time they'd had a, a, a spread of female pundits. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing to think how recently we've started to actually get on top of this shit. Yeah, I'm I'm how ha- I'm. I'm going to go out on a limb here, right? But what I mean this in a good way, right? When it first happened, the thing that I was unhappy about was that some of them were crap. It wasn't that they were female. It's just that they were crap. But now it's kind of, it wasn't fair because of course they had to have a chance to work out who was good and who Mm. wasn't. But now, now also we've had to educate ourselves as, uh, as in the public as well, because um, let's, let's take football as a perfect example. 10 years ago, look at any match of the day or um, uh, set up, and it was probably the same same blokes as 20, 30 years ago. You'd have former footballer, former footballer, white middle-aged man, white middle-aged man, white middle-aged man, basically all saying the same things. Now, I don't know if you've watched Match of the Day recently. Mika Richards is 
fucking brilliant. And he has totally changed the atmosphere and the tone of everyone around him because he's not done the same sort of things. He's 32 years old. He's friendly. He's funny. He's gregarious. He loves to laugh. He even makes Roy Keane have a laugh as well. Alex Scott, she is so funny, but also so absolutely um, she's the closest in terms of like pure punditry levels to uh, Gary Neville or something like that. Um, yeah. And they've just, people that have changed the game and thought, you know, we don't have to just sit down and say, oh, uh, for me, you almost hit it too well. Um, and uh, should have done better, Clive. And just all those crap things that you know they're going to say. Now we've got better pundits coming in, changing the game. And I love it. It's, it's superb. But it's And it's, it's a bit like the masks, like how quick things become normal and yeah. how yeah. it wasn't normal before. It's like, oh, wow, these women know a bit about football. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. It is so Neanderthal, some of the, um, some of the, uh, the, the things that got said. And I'm so I'm just glad it's starting to normalise and getting better. Well, I got drawn into an argument, and they, this never goes well. Whenever I start a, 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 an extract of Johnny's life with, I got into an argument online today. Uh, <laughs> so one of the father's rights groups, they've changed their name to Family Rights UK. Uh-huh. Well, you can imagine how this has gone down with some of the, some of the chaps. In... <laughs> and uh, uh, the, 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 But they're so angry. And I, mm-hmm. I would agree for a while, but it's, it's when you realise that, um, and there's a little bit of a soapbox here for, for, for some of the dads and even people are still talking about women in a kind of like the sort of basic derogatory mm-hmm. way is that, and you said it, uh, uh, earlier about rising above this and being a good example and being, being the best dads that we can, we can be so that the conversation evolves around us as a, as a good example. Mm-hmm. If you absolutely pissed off and angry at women i'm talking about dads in in the single dad groups here then you're no better than the toxic inverted commas toxic women in the single mums groups who are ranting and raving about bad dads and why kids shouldn't be with with the fathers and all, and all that sort of stuff you're like, mm-hmm. you can't match anger with anger and say yeah i'm, I'm more right because i'm angrier <laughs> yeah I've, I've had to to swallow my anger just this, just this weekend actually um, I discovered that my ex, um, I shan't go into too much details, but she has a young boyfriend who's 24 or something like that. Um, and they've been together for five years now. Um, but she started buying him Father's Day cards and getting my kids to sign them. And for me, that that just, I'm furious about it. He's not their dad. He's, he's, barely, he's barely an older brother to that. He's literally old, like, He's eight, like seven years old, six or seven years older than my daughter and 16 years younger than my ex. Um, so how the fuck is he meant to be? A f- so I've, I've gone through all this, all this anger and anger and anger. Um, but I can't rant about it. I can't say anything about it because it's not me being the best version of me. You know, it's yeah. not going to change anything. Me shouting and ranting and raving and, and, and so on. So it's just about what's more important, making sure my kids know who their dad is actually is and being the best dad for them and that's what i'm trying to do and that's what we should all be trying to do is be the best dads for our kids be the dads our kids deserve yeah yeah. and pick your battles which is what Mm. you're really which is what you're really saying there um and and i like this point in particular is for mums but it it counts just as easily reflected back on dads is don't make it about you like I want my kids to give him a card so that I feel more secure in my relationship or, or, mm. <laughs> or feel more of a unit when we're all together. I mean, if the kids are having a uh, five years oh, no, old. They, there was, there was problems because my, my kids didn't, well, some of them didn't want to sign it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, my, my ex kind of has, has forced them to in some way, shape or form. So there is, pro- there is issues with it, but. <laughs> friends like jake yeah just a big x yeah jake blues on his way out of juliet (laughs) (laughs) ah well we'll move on from that glenn point point made point made good good what what, uh why let me see what else i shared with you oh did you see the scotland fans in london i mean obviously the euro the euros are on right now uh the the copper america is also uh, lionel messi copper america has been a little bit shit to be honest football's not been great i've not I've, i've just seen random news sort of segments on on sky sports but uh the euros is cranking up i'm 
Uh, we're just building up the, the knockout stages. Literally, as we're recording, I've just finished a match and uh, I finally won one of my Akers. Um, it's ta- it takes a lot, a, a lot of luck to get some of these Akers over the line, I've got to say. What's that, like a multiple bet? Yeah, so um, me and a couple of mates, we we've, we put a, no, a tenner into a pot each and then every day, each of us chooses a different series of bets for whatever matches are on a day and, um, you know, who's going to win, lose and all that sort of stuff. Um, so our, on a three-day game, three-day match day, um, three-game match day, you've got to get the results right all, for all three of them. Um, otherwise, you lose one, you lose it all. And so you win more if it wins, but it's harder to come off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was like being at uni. But uni was such an eye opener for me in kind of blokey stuff, right? Because <laughs> I was with a bunch of Northerners, yeah. So Saturdays, when football used to just be on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. We wake up late, have some sort of fry up, mm-hmm. go to the bookies, pick up the slips, go and sit oh, in the pub and have a pint. Yeah. And then go and put the slips back in with like two or three quid, exactly like you're just suggesting. What a, what a beautifully simple and enjoyable ritual that was it really was and i think you can do it these days as well but you do it on an app rather than going in. i don't think my kids are ever going to go into a bookies bookies i'm surprised they still exist to be honest it's so much easier to just log on tap 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 done don't have to worry about it don't even need there's not even a pencil for me to steal and that's like a time warp you go back yeah. you go in there and they, they, they <laughs> i mean they are just, better but a couple of years back you go in there and it's like they didn't know mobile phones existed it's like yeah or you can just see your feet are sticking to the floor which has been coated in the years worth of tears of men losing their house savings and the bogs are just always rancid in in there Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll leave that story story right there but did you see the scottish fans in london for the for the euros i did indeed and it's one of those things where I, I like a bit of exuberance and I like it all, but it's a fucking pandemic. <laughs> They've come down to one of the most densely populated cities in the world in a pandemic. And they're all just hugging and kissing and licking each other's faces. They ain't even got fucking pants on half of them. And they're just <laughs> sharing whatever's there. Come on, fellas. And yes, there was, all these, there was a couple of pictures afterwards, which are um, of a couple of Scotland fans going around, starting to pick up some rubbish. Cause they trashed, absolutely trashed my city. Fucking scumbags. Um, but then because a, co- a couple of them woke up and put a few cans in a couple of uh, Sainsbury's bags, they think, oh, aren't the Scottish fans lovely for clearing? You ain't cleared up after yourself, mate. You really, really haven't. I, I think that was a couple of people who worked in the, you know, the shortbread, uh, the Scottish shortbread biscuit shop. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the guy that runs that told, told his two Saturday boys to go and, and pick up some, mm-hmm. cause he felt bad. Probably so those, have, those Saturday boys probably sounded less Scottish than I yeah, do. Yeah. Highland, some Highland shortbread, uh, Saturday boys. <laughs> <laughs> they actually make those things in Scotland. I don't know. What did you uh, think of it? But, oh, well, I just, the, 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 the good bit about it was, it was a bit old school. You know, there was no riot. I mean, they did have a bit of a punch up. But, you know, but, but there, there were a few. Even my old man, he, he goes to every England game. And he's in. He's 61 now. And uh, him and his wife were in a hotel. And even at a hotel, like a decent hotel with relatively posh people, there were still arrests there. Those, <laughs> those Scots were absolutely hammered. Well. I think from a self-preservation point of view, if you were an England fan or anything other than Scottish at at sort of 11.45, it was probably best to go to bed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, much, much safer. They they put uh, washing up liquid in the the Victoria Fountain in Trafalgar Square and... Mm -hmm. And there was a bloke asleep. It left, it left this like brown sludge, and there was this guy asleep in there the next morning. And, yeah, we don't want we don't we don't want to think about that one too much. That was like Braveheart stuff, basically. But uh, the thing I liked about it was that they were having a bloody good time. True, and true. Just if 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 we can get back to that, then that would be bloody brilliant. One one guy said he's like he's like I can't do Scottish accent. But he's like we've all had our jabs. We've all had our jabs. <laughs> It's fine. Come on, party time. Ah, well, will they get through? Will Scotland get through tomorrow? No, I, no, definitely won't. No. Next question. I, I think England played for the draw the other night. I, I can't believe that the media have gone to town so bad on, on, on it all. But 
Well, you know, you could think we play for the draw and we're trying to get second in the group. But if we get first in the group, then seven of our eight last matches, we play at Wembley. I mean, that's that's well, an advantage. So, you know what? We, we've got to win. If you're going to win, win in style. Let's just, let's just beat them all. I agree. That's, I, I totally, totally agree. Uh, oh, completely forgot to mention about Gogglebox. There is a USA version. Oh, Joe yeah. Jones is on it. And Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak, as in the Apple guru. Yeah, the larger one of the two, yeah. That's Fatty amazing. Skinny. He was the larger one, yeah. So, yeah. what Was that just, I don't know. That's it's all Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's a different tier of celebrity, that is. Steve, it's it's Cassandra from the from Gogglebox USA. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, I love that show. Oh, do you want to come on? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you would. I'll be honest, if I was that rich, I'd be doing all sorts of shit like that. Yeah, really would. Well, I'd, I'd make a spaceship and try to go to Mars, probably. <laughs> like Bezos. <laughs> Bezos and Elon, they're doing their thing. They just, they just want to leave. They're billionaires. They just want to leave the planet. And so I think they know something we don't. Glenn, they know what we don't know. They're yeah. on the inside track. They get a different email. They get like a, 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 a you know, top 50 people in the world, NASA kind of red list. You, you, what, you reckon it's a WhatsApp group? Yes, it's a WhatsApp. Well, no, it's not a WhatsApp. Well, yeah, it is. Special, it's like WhatsApp Platinum. It's like yeah. we've got a, got a <laughs> black card. <laughs> And, uh, um, and, uh, Bezos is probably sitting there thinking, well, you can only be part of this group if you get it. It's only, it's part of your, 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 um, exclusive prime membership. Yeah. Platinum prime. How'd you get on that? Well, (laughs) and have a spaceship. So what about, did you see a picture recently of, um, Branson? I mean, he is old now, but he he looks like he's, like he's withering away. He looks like a prune. He like, is tiny. I was um, I was at a celeb party once, and uh, he, he nearly dropped Courtney Love on me. Um, and Courtney Love, compared to him, is like some Amazonian goddess. She must be about a foot and a half taller than him. Yet yeah, he's the one sitting there surrounded by a bevy of beauties. Yeah. How old is... I'm gonna, I feel like I've been how much does Branson weigh, but I'm going to say... Oh, he's only 70. Oh, blimey. Born on the 18th of July, 1950. Oh, well, yeah, I guess probably he's on some sort of, he's probably gone vegan or health kick or something. No, no not, he's probably just had blood transfusions from vampire children or something. You know, that's what rich people do. No, to be honest. Oh, what, for, the, for the lawyers, I'm not saying that's true. That's purely satire, okay? Don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> if you go and look, Google, Google him, he looks, he looks, he looks like, oh, no, I can't keep saying it and not bring him in. He's he got like, a slab, throw a picture up on the screen, Johnny. Let's see what he looks like. Bring away. Let's, let's bring him in. Share screen. When you say bring him in, I thought you was half going to introduce him there. Imagine him. Branson in the green room. There we go. There he is. Look. It's like a cross between Michael Jackson and Yoda. Oh, he is- but he has lived a oh, life. Oh, yeah. He's- have you read uh, Have you read his, his uh, book? New. The, the chapter on trying to break the round the world record in a hot air balloon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. I'd like to think that if I was a, a stupid Uber billionaire like him, then I do. That's the sort of shit I do. Um, I would build a spaceship. I would go hot air, balloon. I'd buy a submarine. You know, you do all the things that when you're a kid, you're thinking when I'm a grown up and I've got access to adult money, then I'm going to do all these adventure things. Then we grow up and we don't do any of this shit. We're just happy to be able to afford a Starbucks coffee once and every now, now and then. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it again. Uh, because one of the elements of team super dad is fun and adrenaline and, and basically pushing out of our, of our comfort zone. I, I, I shared with everybody a, a couple of weeks ago about how I <laughs> hardly scaling the empire state building on a, on a with nothing more than a, uh, a, a hat on. Um, but I did climb the top of some crazy kids climbing frame thing. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the top, I realized quite how high it was. And I felt <laughs> Gosh, that it's pretty bloody high. So we got we got to go out there and we got to do some adrenaline. We got to push ourselves uh, to the limit. I've been speaking to some guys in Scotland. No, no, in Wales. Sorry. Yeah, no, no one will worry about that sort of a slip up. The Scots and the Welsh, basically, they're the same thing, aren't they? Oh yeah, but you don't want to miss it out. Do you? 
but we, we will go to Scotland next time. But we're talking with um, uh, the Beardy Man Adventures about doing the firewalking adventure, like get out your comfort zone mm, okay. for the weekend with them um, in September. So I'm just putting some some work around that and seeing if we can make that happen. So that is if people be- from Team Super that wanted to be part of that, would they what drop you a line? Should they should they just wait and listen? Uh, well, they need to be on uh, teamsuperdad.com forward slash group, and then they can get on the power list where we're going to be sort of teasing out information about that over the next, uh, probably about the next eight weeks. Um, it's going to be awesome. firewalking, we're going to do this canyoning and flipping cliff jumping, and 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 they're like Welsh former squaddies, so it's going to be getting pissed and uh, and, and taking <laughs> probably my 16th birthday was spent in wales i think i've shared this story before i uh i was well out of my comfort zone uh alone in wales on my 16th birthday uh a lifeguarding course that i'd taken myself to do so i'd gone to bed because there was nothing else to do i was 16 it wasn't like i was going to go and drink in the bar even though i probably could have right so I can hear them all drinking and laughing and it's like, it, it was like a, it was like a barracks, like mm-hmm. beds with room, a bit like, it was like it exactly was a place where schools go away. So we, with dorms and, but because there was only a few of us there, we had each of our room. So about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I hear this like laughing, getting louder, coming down the corridor and, uh, and, and it's like, what rooms are you in then, boys? <laughs> Thinking, wow, what is that? And then no sooner have I heard, thought, what is that? Then the door just gets kicked in. And, and, and they knew that, that it wasn't like it got smashed to pieces. They just kind of lifted it off its hinges and kind of, they were ripped. <laughs> hey, hey, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. They dragged me down into the, into the bar, absolutely doused me in beer whilst singing happy birthday, and then shaved my eyebrows off. <laughs> standard squatty behavior by all, all accounts i gotta say that is how i saw in my 16th year what uh, a way to celebrate I, I do feel like it's a bit of a rites of passage basically i was quite, quite <laughs> honored by that um so that was that is yeah that, that, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome um it will indeed but that sounds like you've got to be pretty fit to do that and i, I know that i've got to be pretty fit by by the time sunday rolls around um, i'm thinking about at some point soon um i'll probably need your help to to start working out some sort of training plan for the 10k we're doing this weekend yeah it's saturday by the way glenn so. is it saturday yeah, oh bullshit okay saturday so i've, I've got, see that's 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 thrown my entire training schedule out the window now i've got a day less to get this fat blob of a man into shape to do our 10k obstacle course fun runny type thing yes there is wet bits i hope you realize this there's like traversing ponds and, and things wet bits what like on jet skis and shit no just muddy ponds have you have mud. you nobody told me there would be mud <laughs> have you not looked at the website <laughs> I, I am aware of I'm aware of the issues and the challenges. Okay, have, have you got any uh, any like guests coming with you? Anyone to cheer you on? No, my kids my kids are all fucked off, and then nobody likes me enough to uh, to cheer me on. They're not going to oh, come and just watch me. Okay, so I'll, we'll go together. Well, obviously, this is there's no point in us driving separate cars. I'll come and get you. Oh, wicked! All right, that sounds good. Yeah. So um, watch the lives on Sunday morning. Basically, Glenn and I will be doing some. Oh, We'll be doing some pre-event lives, but don't worry, Joe, the girlfriend. She, she, by the way, she just gets more and more cool. Basically, I have absolutely lucked out with an epic girlfriend. Don't, don't you mean Fiona? <laughs> it's Fiona. Yeah, sorry. Honestly, yeah. mate, you. I know. I'm very. I'm. I'm proud and excited to 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 be with, <laughs> with this woman. I, I feel like we're we're, uh, we're she's not going anywhere soon. So. Um, so yeah, so there'll be shots uh, before, uh, which I know is going to uh, appeal to your uh, alcoholic tendencies. So there will be shots before we race. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I this is one of the things that I'm a bit annoyed about that, that there's no um, drinking stations on the way round. I was hoping that you'd be joking. You know, instead of handing out like glasses of beer as you're going, and I just glasses of water. I want glasses of beer just to keep me going. That's that's, that's the only reason I'm doing this. Yeah, like a like a prep prep school. Eaton, the Eaton boys. Exactly of- like this. <laughs> Tally If I'm not drinking till I vomit, then it's not worth doing. 
Okay, so we're, we're definitely having a having a shot before that. I'm actually doing a 30 day fitness challenge at the moment, uh, not not because I'm not fit, but because uh, I do the the daily sweat inside the team super dad group. Right, so you take a picture of yourself doing your exercise, walking, working out, whatever your mm-hmm. workout is, paddle boarding, time, like whatever it is, you got to put your exercise up in the team super dad group. So, but I haven't done it every day ever. I've done. I do what every day for a month. Yeah. Okay. So, so the challenge is, I'm doing at least the super dad workout. So, at least every day, I'll do press up, sit ups, burpees. That's impressive. What one of each? Yeah, one of each. It's called the triumph, the max triumph, try try maximus something or other. <laughs> but no, it's 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 amazing, right? Just by saying you're going to do something every day, how I'm then compelled to to do it and like the idea of not doing it has now become abhorrent simply mm-hmm. because i said that's what i'm going to do okay so uh, it's commitment and accountability yeah and and which is everything team team super dad is, is about it's why exactly why we're why we're, why we're doing it all but um I, I, one of one of the fitness instructors uh clients said to her this week um Oh, oh well, yeah, this is great and all that, but but no, I, I can't I can't possibly work out during the week. Okay. So she, this is one of the coaching groups that, I, that I'm in. So she's she's telling she's telling this. She's like, well, what do I do with him? Like, <laughs> you could, but that level of being right about something, just saying mm-hmm. I'm not, I couldn't possibly. I know I said I want to make money, but I couldn't possibly call people. You got to get over that hurdle. I couldn't yeah. possibly lose weight. It, I want to lose weight, but I couldn't possibly work out every day. Like this kind of negative talk holding us back. So full respect for you doing the thing on Saturday. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, And I, I'm interested to see uh, whether the, (laughs) to to whether I survive. Well, you think you're going to get round. Clearly you said yourself about how you have a latent uh, level of fitness. Mm. Um, We might, we might be testing that to the, to the max. Well, the only way to know your limits is to break it, go, go up to them and uh, push them hard. And so, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Don't wear big leather trainers. Don't wear your Air Force Ones. You need to wear it. No Air Force Ones. How, how about my, my, my denim jeans? Is, is that, <laughs> that'll work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puffer jacket. Uh, denim jeans. It'll help me float. It, it looks like a life saver, life preserver, doesn't it? So that will, that will help me float. Oh. I can just bob along. I'm hoping you're going to dress appropriate. Um, I'll uh, I'll bring you I'll bring you some pre workout juice as well so you can so you can <laughs> get some mate that sounds like a concoction <laughs> a shot and some pre workout uh, uh, booster that'll be perfect for you mate if it starts at ten a.m. I plan to be half cut by the time I arrive I know couple of things before we finish up Glenn I interviewed Mark Ormrod last week on the podcast um, I should have mentioned this earlier on in the in the in the wrap up Mark Ormrod is a Afghan vet. He's also an Iraqi vet, actually. He, 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 he's uh, and not just uh, not just uh, an Af- oh, not that all soldiers aren't awesome, right? But but he's a he's a, a Royal Marine commando, so badass, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and do you remember a, a while back we would jo- I showed that video of him, some guy running on his blades and falling over, and we were laughing about mm-hmm. it. And then we said, oh, imagine how gutted you are as a soldier to tread on a on a on a mine. Well. I had him on the podcast. Oh, wicked. What was he like? What's he like? How would I, how would I view that? Po- listen to that podcast. Uh, just if you go team com forward slash get podcast, it will link you into, into the team super dad podcast and whatever device or service you listen to. But mm. yeah, he said, cause right, he lost both his arms. No, no, lost both his legs and one arm. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd think like you'd be gutted about that. You think that would ruin your life. You think that would be, the end and he did have to pull through he did have to get his head round it but he's now create through this like kick start in his life a new level of gratitude and uh, for being alive and a new level of focus and intentionality he's he, he's just doing stuff his relationship with his wife is incredible his relationship with his kids is incredible he's got multiple businesses and uh, I mean, he, he says what well, he goes i could have just retired he goes i get, I get a war pension and a soldier's pension because like i got blown mm-hmm. to bits 
basically. He said, but I, I, I guess I don't, I just don't want to do that. He said, so I went and learned about property investing. He says, we've got, we've got a few properties. Because I went and learned about how to set up an online um, course, an online business. And, and, and he's just, mm. he's, he's just an everyday dude, but it's such a level of speaking to him because he's, he's saying, well, I needed to work out how to do that. So I went and did it. They told me mm-hmm. I'd never work again. And I said, bollocks. And uh, it was interesting. He said when he, his treatment in the UK, they were quite soft with him and sort of, oh, well, you know, do your best. See if you can walk mm-hmm. to there or no. Don't, no. You've, had, you've spent a hard day. Like, but better, better, we'll, we'll have a day off tomorrow. Then he went to America and they like stuck a pair of blades on him and just like, right, uh, we're mm-hmm. going to the mall. I was like, what do you mean we're going to the mall? Yeah, we're going shopping. So they put him in real life situations where he had to go up escalators and he had to like get bumped by people and he had to step around shopping carts and other stuff. And he said it was. Uh, you could said, learn a lot more from that rather than just walking forward on the treadmill, didn't you? And that was one of the reasons why. Do you remember we were laughing at that when he told his mate to fuck off because he mm. fell over? <laughs> and he said, <clears throat> and this is, this is a, a real sort of metaphor for us all. He said, when something goes wrong and people try and crowd around me and like, oh, are you okay? Let me help you. Let me help you. He's like, no, what I need is the space to go through my routine to get back on my feet. Mm. I can do it. It's not like, I, like because no legs and one arm. He said, to get back up, I literally have to make myself into a triangle and then start to bring in the different parts of me until I then like mm-hmm. pick up. And he said, it's not that I don't want help. He said, "It's that I, I'm just better off without it because I can, mm-hmm. I can." But it's just a real quality bloke. And of course, we, we I said to him, well, "What was it like getting blown up?" And he goes, "I remember all of it, absolutely all of it." And the worst, mm-hmm. this is also quite funny, when they they like they bandaged him all up and they were going to fly him out and and uh, and they put him on the back of a truck and he fell off. <laughs> oh, God, I love the thing. He's like, God. <laughs> I've just been blown to bits. You can't even airlift me out. You're going to drop me on my head. Um, yeah. Uh, and you check out the story. One of the doctors at, at the at the camp, uh, they couldn't they couldn't get oxygen into him, and she did this special manoeuvre that, that like, went through his chest or some crazy manoeuvre and saved his life. So powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. Story, so many levels. So um, I encourage everyone to go and listen to that. Which is about it, Gren. Brings us up to an hour. We try and yes, indeed, yeah. All the other stuff, including Paul's son's fourteenth birthday, where he found uh, dried spaghetti in the peanut butter jar in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Naturally, that's where you keep it. Um, and other bits, appropriate language lessons at school, and all the other stuff that we find in our modern world. We will come round to next week. You will do next Monday, not next Friday. Set your diaries, Monday. Yeah, which means if you're used to getting the latest episode on a Saturday morning, you're not going to do that anymore. The latest episode of the wrap-up is going to drop kind of Tuesdays sometime because I'm going to now finish this, edit it, and put it out. So you're going to get that sometime Tuesdays probably. So that's how the schedule for the for the wrap-up is going to work. Oh, and I'm, and I'm working on new guests for the more serious episodes. So uh, there might be a bit of a gap on uh, on some of those um, more informative episodes. So if someone's more. got if someone's got an idea for a good guest, how do they get in touch, Johnny? They just come to the Team Superdad group, as I've mentioned before. Uh, go to or, Team Super- on the old Facebook. Well, yeah, there's if you search uh, Team Superdad on Facebook, the group uh, Motivated Dads will come up on the Team Superdad page, or Johnny Jensen on uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Team Superdad HQ on uh, on Twitter. Basically, if you search Team Superdad, you're going to get a multiple uh, options in in messaging us. And yeah, so if uh, tomorrow's training in the Superdad Team Superdad group is on wealth creation, Daniel Latto, uh, that will be a, you can join in the Zoom or you can watch the replay. Um, so and yeah, and if so, if you've got if you've got people you want if you want coaching on stuff. Um, we do the free coaching once a week inside the group so that you can message us with things that you want. And if you've got ideas of people you've heard on other podcasts that you want us to get on the team, Superdad podcast, then, uh, then, uh, then just let us know. We, we brilliant to get that actually It'd be really cool. Good man. Looking forward to it. So we will meet F to F, uh, on Saturday morning. 
Uh, yeah, I cannot wait. And I've got no idea how tall you are, nor what the back of your head looks like. So this is going to be an experience. <laughs> what, um, what, a little, uh, little and large. Uh, uh, the two Ronnies. Uh, <laughs> Ant and Dick. Dick Ant and, and Dom. Ant and Dick. Oh, what was the two guys on, on BBC One? Um, Tara, Trevor and Simon. Oh, that's probably oh Trevor it. and Simon. God, that's going back a few years. We probably are a bit Trevor and Simon, like Ken and Eddie, Ken and Eddie Kennedy, the barbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, but uh, whatever. The only thing I think of with Trevor and Simon is we don't do duvets. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. I wonder what those two are up to. Maybe we get them on the podcast. Go for yeah. it. If you can find them, let's track them down. Let's do it. Good to see you, Glenn. Great to hang out again. I will see you Saturday morning. And the rest of us will see you and I back together next Monday night. If I survive. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Team Super Dad out. Bye. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.